Registration for the 20-year anniversary Funny Women Awards is now open. I'm not going in for any of them. All right, no? I'm going for all of them. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> so you're <laughs> content creator Joe Brand on TikTok. Yeah, yes. fair enough, yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> if you've tuned in to Behind the Scenes before, you might notice that it sounds a little different. That's because this is a new starting point. Today, we're giving you access to our matron, Joe Brand. She sat down with Carmen to give her insight into comedy and chat about the awards. My name's Carmen, and I'm this year's coordinator for the awards. And here we have Joe Brand. I'm Joe Brand. I'm an old person who's been <laughs> gradually retired off, and I was found in a pub by Carmen, <laughs> quite drunk on Complan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and she's also the matron for Funny Women. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that's, yeah, that's the that's main, right. there we go. And general icon, I must say. That's nice of you to say. I think probably quite a lot of people wouldn't agree with that, but anyway, who cares? Rubbish, <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Pleasure. It's lovely to have you here. So, Joe, what advice would you have for anyone starting out comedy? Well, um, given that comedy has changed enormously since I started, in that it's much bigger and now people see it far more as a career than they did in my day. In mm. my day, it's just like a lot of weirdos mucking about till you made they it, got a you job. You make a good thing of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and very, very few women, I have to say. 15 women as opposed to something like 250, 300 men on the circuit. Mm. So I would say one thing that's happened, which is good, um, is, uh, you know, that it's, it's kind of moved forward and far more women are doing it. Um, so the advice I used to give was if you're a woman, just do it anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think um, important advice would be um, don't copy anybody else uh, because you'll never be as good as them or like, like them enough to be them. Um, and people will just go, well, she's just like whoever. Mm. Um, so I would say try just to be an independent thinker about what sort of person you are. I mean, I used to say to people, am I funny? And they used to say, not really, no. <laughs> but I thought I was a bit, so I kind of kept going. And also, don't worry if it goes really badly loads of times. I mean, if it goes really badly, like... 500 times, maybe think maybe about it a day. <laughs> 20 times, you know, and you'll find each time it's the experience of doing it and you can refine it and learn from audiences' faces and the noise they make. Yeah, I guess it's pretty obvious, isn't it? It is. Stand up well, comedy. That's what I like about stand up comedy. It's very democratic. People either laugh or they don't. You know, mm. if you're an actor, in theory, anyone out of 15 actors could do a role, possibly all slightly differently. But with comedy, they laugh or they don't. Although it depends on context. I was, did like, um, a room of like 800 builders uh, for a corporate a few years ago. They didn't really laugh. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah. that's thankfully a reasonably rare occurrence. So, mm -hmm. But comedy clubs, you know, keep doing them, keep trying. And also don't look, oh, this is really important, don't look like you're flustered. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you do, human nature is, is, is to kill you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they, they don't mean the to be horrible yeah. in comedy clubs, but once you start to falter, they all go, ooh, like that, mm. and they stop laughing. And they either worry about you or they hate you because you're no good. Oh, so. God. Which one's worse, <laughs> their sympathy uh, or their hate? Yeah, I think their hate's probably more fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you deal with that? 
Um, well, I think I have two ways of dealing with it. Um, I, I used to write from the beginning because of my appearance and, um, you know, in those days people didn't think anything of um, abusing you in any way they wanted to, especially the comedy store at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I had a series of um, sort of pre-written put-downs ranging from kind of fairly sweet and whimsical through to nuclear. <laughs> and I knew that I was in trouble if I had had to use nuclear straight away. Right. Um, so that helped. And also, there's no shame in just walking off the stage. And I've done that before as well. Um, if you've tried everything. Mm -hmm. uh, because the thing is, you're not suddenly going to change into T.S. Eliot or Billy Connolly. Mm. You know, you're going to be you all the way through. So if they don't like you after 10 minutes, they're not going to like you after 20. So it's not worth bothering. Mm -hmm. I guess there's power in that as well. I think way. there is. And it makes you feel better that you've taken a bit of control of mm. it as you flounce off the stage going, ooh, don't care anyway, <laughs> like a child. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, walk off the stage if they're not worth you. Yes. There exactly. we go. Actually, that is a good, good motto. I'll keep it going forward. <laughs> if you were at the start of your career now, um, would you enter the Funny Women Awards? And if so, would you be tempted by more than just the stage award? I've never gone in for any competitions for mm -hmm. comedians in my life. So I, I think I'd be too scared that the competition was better. So I don't know whether I would or not. Mm. Um, but also that's because that, there literally wasn't anything, I don't think, when I started. So uh, also there was like one class teaching you how to be a comedian up in North London somewhere. Ooh, not my territory. No, not, 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 not where you learn everything. <laughs> um, and so I just did it all on my own. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you, really. I mean, I, I think this is a great idea. And I think it, it sort of will focus people's minds as well. And actually, the other thing that I would have liked about it, well, there's lots of things I would have liked about it, is meeting other people that are doing comedy, you know. Um, because I think when you revolve around all the clubs, I mean, I... In the olden days, I never used to meet a woman from one year to the mm. next, really, because it was such a rare commodity. But it gives you more of a sense of community, I think. Yeah. Would you say it was a bit lonely in the earlier days when you're, like, the sole woman in the room? Or uh, I, I didn't mind it, because, mm. I mean, I grew up with two brothers that are fairly horrible to me all the time. Oh, okay. So most of the blokes on the circuit keep, seem quite nice in comparison. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right, really, because mm. I had a lot of female friends anyway, mm -hmm. so... They used to come and watch out for me. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So obviously you write, you've written books and films and all sorts. The odd sitcom. The odd yeah. sitcom. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'd be tempted by the Comedy Writing Award? Well, I think I would if I could do it with someone else because mm -hmm. the big pleasure to me of writing is collaborating with someone because actually it's a bit weird being in a room on your own. Um, unless you really are a misanthrope and um, mm -hmm. like just trying for days and days and days to write something because um, I wrote um, Getting On with, with Vicky and Joe and um, I've written a lot with Morwenna Banks who you might not know but she's Mummy Pig in Peppa Pig. Oh wow, and I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly I had this guy come up to me last night when I was out saying can I have a photo of you for my kids and I said what? Are they watching me? <laughs> I think not. And he said, oh, no, they think you're brilliant in Peppa Pig. I've only been in it twice. That was Mrs. Crocodile. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I, I thought, I wish I had more Wenner with me. They would have gone, mm. gone mental. Um, but so 
part of the pleasure to me is bouncing off someone else. And I think it does actually make your writing a lot better, particularly if you write with someone who's got a different personality from you. And it's much more sociable. Mm. And also some days you just do all talking and no writing, and that's a great pleasure as well. Yeah. I know that's not very encouraging people very much, <laughs> is it? But I think it's nice to, you know, to get someone else's opinion, do it with a friend of yours, mm. because on your own it's it can be sort of a bit desperate, really. And... I suppose um, it's capturing a real conversation when there's another person well, right totally. there as well. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, we get quite a few people writing in pairs. Do you? And no, I think yeah. that's a good thing. A good thing. Definitely. And if you look at, I don't think there are enough double acts around myself, so you yeah, never know acts. whether we're looking at you. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> you never know whether you, um, you know what what that's about because um, I don't. I think I haven't seen enough women double acts really, mm. and. Uh, if you start writing together, some ideas might come out of it. So definitely, yeah. Obviously, we've been going through a bit of a time in the last couple of years with the pandemic, and I was wondering how you view comedy intersecting with mental health, and what are your thoughts on that. Well, in very many ways, I think. Mm. I mean, I you know, as someone who worked in mental health for a long time. Um, when there is any great period of stress going on, you know that kind of a lot of people go under and suffer. So um, one thing comedy does, it allows people who are watching the comedy to identify with the performer who's possibly had similar experiences to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about some um, mental health struggle that you had, you can guarantee there's a lot of people that will know what relate you're talking it, about yeah. and relate to it. And also laughing is, is very good for you too. Um, and um, so I, I, can't, I used to find like, every, there was a film a long time ago, which I doubt you've seen, called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I have seen that You actually. have, okay, that's go. interesting. There's a Netflix TV show spin-off, which I watched first. Oh, trust <laughs> bloody Netflix. <laughs> you're allowed, you're young. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think from that film, a lot of people got the impression that all nurses are like Nurse Ratchet, who was kind of this grim-looking, rather, well, not unkind, sort of sadistic mm -hmm. um, person. Um, and the fact is, when I was a nurse, and, and the vast number of my colleagues, uh, we used to use humour a lot in our, in our job, you know, to mm -hmm. kind of diffuse the tension, really. Um, and, and I think that comedians can do, can do that as well, mm. diffuse tension in a room, because the major thing that comedians have to be is good communicators. Obviously, they have to be funny, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, that helps, saying, yeah. Yes, it does help. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, comedians range from... Um, I've always thought this, when I was on the circuit, people who write really brilliant stuff but can't, can't perform mm. it, all the way through to people who can't write at all, but are just a brilliant just, presence on yeah, stage. So you can be that and anything in between, you know. So you mustn't think, I don't know how to write a joke. It doesn't matter, you know. Just think of another way of being funny. There's so many ways of doing it, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Get on TikTok. Enter the Comedy Content Creator Award. Yeah, <laughs> no, I said I did. I've been on TikTok. My daughter's made me do it. Oh, really? Hideous, I know, yeah. But not viral then, just yet. Well, she said she went viral with it wow. for her, but I don't really know what that means. You're above it. <laughs> You're above it all. <laughs> it's not that I'm above it. It's just that I can't, I can't dedicate that much room in my brain to learning new things anymore. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs>
it's Funny Women's 20th anniversary this year, and I was wondering how has the industry changed in the last 20 years? Wow. So, hang on, how old was I in mm -hmm, 20 years ago? Well, I was three. I was about 14. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, I was, what, I mean, I was, oh, for our 40 something, 41, 42. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, 21. It? Yeah, yep. 21. Yeah. Um, how's it changed since then? Well, it's, um, I think we were saying before, it's, I mean, it's expanded hugely. Um, it's communicated better mm -hmm. because of social media and media generally. I mean, oh God, in our day, what do we have? Just had like a phone, you know, with a wire attached to it. And it's a wire and attached? Ellie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could, didn't have mobile phones, so she pulled it out of the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> God, I sound like Les Dawson. <laughs> Sorry, but no. No, mobiles didn't come in. No, they didn't. <laughs> Can you imagine the hell it was? You had to go in a phone box if you wanted wow. to, if you wanted to order some food. Oh no, you couldn't order food. That's right. <laughs> you had to go there and get it. Anyway, wow. we were much more active in those days. Yeah. Ho ho. Yeah. Um, so um, ways of communicating. I mean, if you look at sort of someone um, in Australia who's a brilliant comic. Uh, over here, in 20 years ago, you would have maybe seen them in a late night show or possibly not at all ever. Mm -hmm. Whereas these days, stuff just goes all over the world in seconds. And, you know, you can access anything you want to, any way you want to. You, you know, it's unbelievable. So um, I, I think, you know, there's opportunities for people to kind of spread their comedy globally, which there just weren't before, and it's changed. There's also so many channels. There's also, you know, big companies like kind of Netflix, Apple TV. Mm -hmm. I think the opportunities are kind of much more than they were. Um, and people kind of use comedy and work a lot more as well. Mm. I mean, like, make you sit down and watch a comedian at your annual... You know. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You can, can imagine that hideousness. Uh, I've done plenty of those. They're very grim. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, what was the question? Um, how has the industry changed in 20 oh, years? Oh, I see. Yeah, so got a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, got a lot more people in it. Changed because people's um, mores, if you like, have changed. It sort of unrecognisably since I started in some ways. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I see comedy in kind of three blobs, and there was a traditional blob who were the comics that came before us. Mm -hmm. So you had, you know, your misogynist, racist, not all of them were like Xenophobes, that. Xenophobes. Yes, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all that. Any, any phobe and anyist you can conjure <laughs> up, except feminist. I didn't have many of them. Nope. Um, <laughs> they were all burnt at the stake. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then came what you called alternative comedy. Mm -hmm. Actually, maybe it's four, because then after alternative comedy, you got a bit more sort of um, career money orientated for a bit in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's kind of changed again now. Um, it's just much more diverse, much more inclusive, just very, very different, really. Mm. Really good though. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Great. But do you think is there anything that you'd want to see more of in the industry, or anything where you're like, pull yourself? I'd like it if they had a few more sweets at every venue. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm up for that. Let's, let's get a petition going. Someone, is anyone writing that down? <laughs> um, what would I like to see more of? Oh, I think I don't 
To be honest, I don't know actually what I'd like to see more of because I think you don't want it to expand too quickly mm -hmm. um, because then that sort of lowers the quality. Mm. Um, and I mean, I don't know what you think about it because from your perspective, you're looking at, at it very differently. But do you still think there aren't enough women working in comedy? I think I'd like to see one of those panel shows, but with more women on the yeah. panel than men not to say necessarily like all just women or just or just more people that aren't like i feel like men are still the majority i think the problem is the yeah. format mm. um at the same as the format for parliament in a way right, because yeah. parliament is based on the debating chamber mm. at um you know in places like oxford or cambridge and i have said i did do an oxford debate once and oh, it's wow. hilarious because I, I said to this guy that I was debating with, you know, um, uh, you know, may the best man win, as it were. Mm -hmm. And his mum came up to me and said, just before, I said, oh, please don't be horrible to Rupert, right? And I was oh, like, oh, do me best. <laughs> anyway, listen, this is Oxford, the prime, or one of the prime kind of academic universities mm. in the entire world. His opening gambit, because it was a debate about feminism, was I know Joe Brown's a feminist because she doesn't wash her hair and she's got hairy legs. Yeah. I just could not believe. I, I don't care about him saying that because I've had mm. far worse said to me many, many times on stage. But really, I just I said to him, is that really all you can manage? Yeah. You know, and I'm afraid I wiped the floor with him. And then his <laughs> mum was like really angry with me at the end. Good night. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she she could have raised him a bit better, maybe. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But do you think feminism as a sort of term it had a bit of time where it was a bit like oh, people reluctant to call themselves feminists? Well, not off. No. But do, <laughs> do we think it's coming back? I, I call myself. I'd say I'm a feminist, but I, I think that the, the thing with feminism is it has multiple um, definitions, really. Mm. And I always wanted to look at it as you know, just because someone's kind of got lipstick on and heels and, um, you know, maybe they're working in the nightclub, that doesn't mean they can't be a feminist. Mm -hmm. You know, in my day, the, it, the strictures were kind of really, really um, narrow, you know, as far as what, what was acceptable. And, and I always thought it was like a continuum, you know, going from any sort of woman you wanted right through to the other end, to the, the cliches, basically, that the tabloids use all the time because mm. I was like you know dungaree wearing man hating blah 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 de blah yeah sounds boring good. Um, <laughs> whereas uh, you know and nobody else could be one unless unless they look like that according to mm -hmm. the tabloids so people can just say what sort of feminist they are themselves you don't have to fit in with the Mm. list of 10 requirements yeah. anymore which Not is great you know yeah. no it absolutely isn't yeah no. entry forms be a feminist <laughs> yeah no totally yeah, yeah. definitely so I would just like to say on behalf of women and anyone who dares to be authentically and originally themselves, um, thank you so much for everything that you do, everything you've done. You're such an inspiration and this has just been a massive honour sitting across from you. So oh, thank crikey. you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's been lovely. Cheers. Really nice. Thank you. If you want to know more about the awards, check out our website, funnywomen.com, under the awards tab. You can also find a Q&A highlights on our Instagram, which is at funny underscore women. Or you can join us for our online awards chill out drop-in session where we answer any remaining questions you may have.